Looking for a new high-end mascara without breaking the bank? The new L'Oreal Paris Panorama Mascara gives you a high-end lash look in a premium gold luxe packaging. It's all about panoramic volume and fully fanned out lashes. With its tapered brush, the new Panorama Mascara catches every single lash, giving you the false lash look without any of the hassle. Say goodbye to clumps and flakes, because this mascara is specially formulated to resist them all day with up to 24-hour wear. And the best part? It performs better than Lux mascaras at only a fraction of the cost. You can buy Panorama Mascara on Amazon today. Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Welcome to the Royally Us podcast. I'm your host, Christina Garibaldi. This week, we look at the touching, emotional, and moving funeral of Prince Philip. From his personal touches to a queen in mourning, we have all the details. As always, I am joined by Molly Mulshine, the host of the Diva Behavior podcast. And this week, body language expert Elaine Swan helps us break down what Prince Harry and Prince William's interaction at the funeral may have meant. Molly, how are you? I'm good, Christina. How are you? I'm doing good. We have a lot to get to this week after a really emotional, moving, and beautiful service to honor Prince Philip. Yeah, it was full of symbolism. It was mm-hmm. really interesting to see everything, all the work they put into it, and just the different layers of meaning. All right, well, let's get to our royal roundup. And as we were saying, Prince Philip was laid to rest in an emotional and moving service. I mean, you know, I was getting like emotional watching this. I mean, because like you said before, there was so much symbolism and it was so well thought out and just a beautiful, beautiful service. It really was. No matter what you can say about the royals, if you like them, don't like them, all in all, this was a beautiful service. Right. I think the most heartbreaking part was to see the queen sitting by herself. Oh my God. Obviously it's because of COVID protocols, but when you think about the fact that she's lost her husband about 10, 15 years ago, she lost her sister and her mother. Mm -hmm. That is just, those are the three people that really kept her going and were her rocks throughout her whole life. So they're all gone now. And it really was so poignant to see her sitting alone like that. It really was. It was so heartbreaking. And even in the car, you know, people are saying, you know, she had tears in her eyes and it's, it's so hard for, I'm sure a lot of the Royal family, they just don't show very much emotion. So it had to be extremely difficult for her to kind of keep all of this bottled up inside. And, you know, she never really, she had her head down for a lot of the times and, you know, I can only imagine what was kind of going through her head, but yes, it's so sad to see her sitting all alone during that. But she had, you know, afterwards there was 30 members of his closest friends and family um, who all came in. So it was a pretty, you know, small guest list, but it was probably the most meaningful people in his life. Right. So in addition to the relatives that we all know of, all of his, you know, children and their spouses and a few of his grandchildren, 
Also, some of the queen's cousins were in attendance and some of Philip's German side of the Mm -hmm. family, two of his great nephews and another man who's related to him by marriage, just to represent, uh, you know, that side. And then as well, there was the Countess Mountbatten of Burma, who is his carriage driving companion. I learned more about carriage driving this week (laughs) than I ever thought I needed to know. (laughs) Totally. Yeah. And then speaking of like the carriage driving, like you said, you know, there were so many symbols. This was so well thought out. You know, a carriage with his two fell ponies uh, were situated in the Windsor uh, Castle as his coffin passed. His gloves were there. His riding equipment were kind of there in the driver's seat, which I thought was so heartbreaking as well. Yeah, that really was just to see his personal belongings. It it kind of just brings home how he was a real person and, yeah. you know, somebody's family member. Definitely. What kind of other symbols did we see? So we had the Grenadier Guards, yeah. who mm-hmm. Philip was a colonel for them for more than 42 years. They were the first party of pallbearers. And then later on, they put his coffin into a customized Land Rover, right. which had been He'd been customizing it for 18 years or something yeah, before. 18 years. I mean, that's incredible. And like his naval cap and swore, uh, sword was on top of the coffin. And then, um, you know, there was a wreath there with uh, a note from uh, Queen Elizabeth as well. That was really oh touching. And mm-hmm. we don't know what the note said, but it was signed Lilibet, which was her um, childhood nickname. And some reports are saying he was the last person alive who called her that. Oh so you just can't imagine what that would be like. No, you, you really can. Like we said, a lot, all, all eyes were on Queen Elizabeth, who, like we said, had to sit alone during the service. And, you know, they, they have been honoring him on Instagram throughout the week, too, which I thought was really nice. They were sharing never before seen photos and uh, kind of sharing some great memories together. They shared this beautiful photo of them in the countryside um, and shared a quote of her talking about him, I think, in a speech that they gave around their 50th wedding anniversary that, you know, he's pretty much always been her rock. It was interesting that photo was taken by the Countess of Wessex, Mm -hmm. Prince Edward's wife. I had no idea that she was also a photographer in addition to Kate. So you can see in their faces how comfortable they are in that photo. It's like obvious it was taken by a family member because Mm -hmm. they, they really look warm and, you know contented yeah well and you know she did have one companion on her way over to the chapel and that was uh her lady-in-waiting and i think a lot of people are like what is a lady-in-waiting and why is she so important to her but she's pretty much like her right-hand woman pretty much Right. So her name is Lady Susan. She was known as the number one head girl in the Queen's office. That was sort of her affectionate nickname. Mm -hmm. And she's been friends with the Queen since the birth of Prince Andrew in 1960. So she's just sort of a shoulder to cry on, someone to talk to, and someone who she can, you know, sort of depend on. And she also is a widow. Her husband, Mm -hmm. whose name was Marmaduke Hussey, he um, passed away years ago. So, of course, she'll be able to relate to the queen yeah, on that front. Definitely. I think she's also one of Prince William's godmothers. So she's definitely very close to the family and uh, she's been around for a long time. So it's nice that she had somebody to kind of lean on during this time. So Yeah, absolutely. All right. Well, of course, a lot of people were wondering if Prince Harry and Prince William would interact at all during the funeral. And while their cousin Peter Phillips stood in between them during the procession, they did come together after the ceremony for a chat. Obviously, a lot of people have been talking about this. 
And some people are saying that, you know, they, they got some lip readers to kind of decipher what they said. Who knows if that's true, but what were they saying? I mean, it seems like they expected the lip readers because they didn't say anything really juicy. Right. <laughs> they said the service was great. Mm-hmm. Um, Harry said it's what he would have wanted. He said it was as he wanted it. Mm-hmm. Uh, they just kind of said just nice things about the service to each other. I mean, if they brought up the interview, I think that was mask on. Right. Yeah. (laughs) Probably behind closed doors. Totally behind closed doors. But, you know, it was nice to see them kind of come together. And I know some people have been saying that Kate was kind of the one that kind of eased that tension because she was the one that initiated, or at least what we saw initiated the conversation with Harry which, you know, she, and then the three of them have been close for so many years. So it was nice to see them, the three like musketeers back together again. Right. I think the photos of Harry and Kate joking around have always been so nice mm-hmm. to see over the years. And yeah. it would be great to see them get back to that. Yeah. It was also nice that she kind of stepped back and let the brothers have that moment together to just kind of walk and, and talk. Well, like we said, we have no idea what they were talking about, but you know, this is the first time that we've seen them interact on a public public stage. Cause it, I mean, even before the Commonwealth day in 2020, because they didn't really speak at that place uh, at that um, event. So this is really the first time we've seen them interacting together in a long, long time. Right. They must have felt a lot of pressure just yeah. knowing how many people were going to be looking at them and trying to see what they were saying and everything. Right. So, yeah, you know, even that could bring them closer together, just kind of commiserating over the fact sure. that everyone wants to know about their relationship. Right. Yes, yeah. yeah, seriously. Yes. All right. Well, speaking of Duchess Kate, royal watchers were quick to spot Queen Elizabeth II's pearl necklace on Prince William's wife as the Duke and Duchess of Cambridge were spotted on their way to Windsor for the funeral. I know that this is not a place to talk about fashion or anything like that. But, oh, my God, did she look beautiful. (laughs) Oh, my gosh, yeah. She really looked incredible. That Mm -hmm. coat looked like it was made for her. Mm -hmm. I think according to a lot of reports, it it was. Yeah. Um, And the pearl choker she had on was so meaningful. It was gifted to the queen from Japan in the 1970s, and she wore it all the time. Princess Diana has worn it before. Um, So she also had worn it to the queen and Prince Philip's 70th wedding anniversary in 2017. So that was sort of the Prince Philip connection that Mm -hmm. went along with that. Yeah, it was beautiful. And there's like this striking photo of her in the car, like looking up at the camera. It looks like somebody said, I think online that it looked like a promo for the crown. Like it was just so beautiful. She looked, I mean, she looked incredible and it was nice that she gave that, you know, personal touch. And speaking of personal touches, Meghan Markle, of course, was not in attendance due to her pregnancy, but she reportedly was watching from home and did send a thoughtful gift. Yes. So Megan sent a handwritten note, which I guess we can assume is in her trademark calligraphy. And she sent a wreath to be laid and it had some really symbolic flowers uh, to honor the Duke of Edinburgh. There was acanthus mollus, which is the national flower of Greece. There was also eryngium, which is for the Royal Marines and roses in honor of his birth month of June. So just a really thoughtful touch. That is really thoughtful. I'm sure she would have really liked to have been there, but you know, under doctor's order, she's, she's due relatively soon. So mm-hmm. couldn't fly. All right. Well, now it is time to break down the Royal rules. And as we said, all eyes were on Prince William and Prince Harry during the service, but what did their interaction mean? Well, to help us break that down is etiquette expert and founder of the Swan School of Protocol, Elaine Swan. 
And obviously all eyes were on Harry and William during this as well. And they didn't walk uh, side by side during the procession of obviously their cousin was between them. But did you sense any tension between the two brothers or sense any unease from either one of them during just the procession? I think during the procession, we saw what Harry referred to in that interview as space, meaning there's space right now, there's space. He didn't reference it as coldness. He didn't reference it as anger or anything like that. He said, there's some space in between us. And so I think that's what we were seeing. But here's the thing I think we should all keep in mind. In real, in reality, they didn't just wind up in line in that order uh, by the, you know, by happenstance. They definitely had a actual starting place, and so I'm sure had uh, Harry. We know he was he was uh, quarantining at Frogmore, but had once they all came together to get into line, I am sure without the cameras there, the brothers were able to greet one another and see one another. But we still saw that space, and then we have to keep in mind that in their own mindset. This was probably also a very emotional moment for them as well, just thinking about the fact that they did this sort of walk before, walking behind their mother. So we have to keep that in fact. And I think that's the one thing that's going to tie these two brothers, keep these two brothers together, Mm -hmm. is what they have experienced as siblings in terms of their own tragedy. What about when Harry was walking with William and Catherine following the ceremony? Did you feel that they were at ease or a bit tense or... I felt this as though they were at ease. That's my opinion. And this is why, in my theory, I believe there was some sort of connection and conversation or something beforehand. That was not the first time those two brothers had a conversation with one another. I know lots of folks are talking about the fact that they felt like Kate kind of brokered that moment. But again, like I said, they started in that line, that procession somewhere. And I cannot imagine those two brothers starting in that line, in that procession, uh, going through what they went through as brothers and being as as thick as thieves as they said before you know and so close and not speaking to one another until after the service i know that families go through a lot but these young brothers uh these two men they they love one another and so after this the service i think what we saw was more of a continuation of what had already begun yeah so it didn't feel it it felt more natural than a forced moment for cameras or anything like that Absolutely. I believe it was natural. If you if you look and you see, you know, William, he kind of hung back a little bit and, and waited for his brother and then continued to walk. And I really do appreciate the fact that that uh, that that Catherine, you know, she she moved and allowed the brothers to kind of walk between one another because they know the world is watching. Right. And and if she were in between the two brothers, that would have, you know, now we would be talking this morning about what that meant. And so it was, it was nice for us to see them walking together. But I believe it was a very natural moment. I I don't think that was contrived. Uh, Harry would not allow himself to be part of that. His 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 eyes are wide open, and he talks about the firm and, and the machine of it all, and so forth. And so, I don't believe he would allow himself to be used in that manner. And I think genuinely, these brothers they want to reconcile. They want to get past their differences. They've been through a lot together, and of course, they'll be seeing one another at their mother's uh, 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 at the celebration of life for their mother in July. Yeah. Definitely. Did you notice that one of them maybe made the first move or one was a little warmer than the other? Did you see any anything like that? 
you know, it looked to me as though, you know, I, it seems as though Harry being the younger brother, and I think this is what happens with younger siblings. When you know that you have, have uh, offended or, or maybe upset your older sibling, then you're going to do what you can to kind of make it right. And mm-hmm. that's what I saw as, as a parent, you know, you recognize two siblings trying to pull it together. So I think Harry was doing his best to, to say, Hey, you know, bro, we're, we're still here. I'm still here. I still love you. And I believe William did his best to open his body language toward his brother. You have to look at the fact that he turned toward him. And so in that opening, that that's saying, come on in, let's, let's talk, let's chat. He didn't, you know, walk side by side, but they actually turned toward his brother. And I think that was very hopeful for these mm-hmm. two young men. And obviously it seems like this interaction was completely different than the last time they saw each other, which was uh, over a year ago at the Commonwealth Service. And like you could literally cut the tension with the knife when, at that moment. So maybe like you said, this is kind of the step in the right direction. I believe it is the step in the right direction because whenever we lose a loved one, the other thing we begin to do is inventory. We start thinking about those who mean so much to us, those who we recognize that life is fleeting. And so those whom we love, we start thinking about that. We think about those relationships, we think about repairing them. And in my opinion, I believe that this unfortunate uh, death of, of the prince really has fast-tracked everyone in this family to think about how life is and the fact that when someone's gone, then they're gone. And so we have to kind of do that inventory. And I think that's what we're seeing in this particular moment where, you know, we're these, the, this family is looking at the whole scope of thing and recognizing that life is quite precious. Well, you know, you are hoping in times of sorrow and tragedy that maybe it will bring them closer together. Yeah, I think I think we can all assume that it probably has. Yeah, definitely. Well, you know, what is next for the royal family? You know, it is time to spill the royal tea. And there have been rumblings and reportings that following the service, the brothers, along with their father, Prince Charles, did sit down for a chat. We have not totally confirmed this or not, but, you know, there have been some reports that this discussion did happen. Yeah, it's interesting how little information we know about this because Mm -hmm. normally you would get at least a little bit of a leak, but I guess they've all decided that we know way too much (laughs) and they don't want to share any more with us. So yeah, it seems they must have spoken about the interview. Uh, They appeared cordial, obviously, as the cameras were rolling, Mm -hmm. but... Um, yeah, we, we just don't know yet what else went on. We have no idea. Yeah. But, you know, reportedly that they spoke for hours after the service, hopefully progress was made. Hopefully we can kind of move in the right direction and, you know, leave all this drama behind us. But like Elaine said, you know, in a couple months, Harry will be back for the unveiling of Princess Diana's statue. So maybe we'll see more moments where they're at ease with each other and maybe kind of like the drama will have subsided by then. Right. And I can't imagine how things could get worse than what happened. <laughs> yeah. Unless there's another tell-all interview, I would say we're probably on the up and up. Hopefully. Yeah, we have hit rock bottom. Yeah. <laughs> there's nowhere to go but up. All right. Well, in our Royal History Moment of the Week, Queen Elizabeth turns 95. And for so many reasons, this birthday is going to look quite different. So the Queen's actual birthday is April 21st. And of course, because her husband passed away recently, she is still in a state of mourning until Friday of this week. So she's going to have a very scaled down get together with family and maybe a couple friends. And it seems that they're not going to be releasing a new portrait like they normally do for mm-hmm. her birthday due to the mourning. Um, and there's not going to be the gun salute that they do at the Tower of London and Hyde Park. It's just going to be like 
another scaled down year because the same thing last year with COVID, it was scaled down. And now this year, we've still got that lingering with this on top of it. So I, I think it's going to be a very different birthday. Definitely. And it's got to be so sad because I know last year she spent it, you know, at home with Prince Philip. The two, you know, were hungered down at Windsor Castle because of COVID. And that's where she is again this year. And there will be no tripping of the color this year as well. So a lot of things still looking quite different for the royal family. But nonetheless, we wish the queen a very happy night. 95th birthday. Yes. 95. Can't imagine that. Seriously. All right. Well, before we wrap up, we have to check in on the Royal kids and the Royal family has flooded our Instagram feeds with some never before seen photos of Prince Philip with his great grandchildren. I love seeing these. These are so great. I wish they would give us more and more of more. (laughs) Right. They're just such warm, cute photos. I love the second photo. We, I mean, I think the big group photo with the, like most of the grandchildren, great grandchildren, really got a lot of coverage. But the second one that they released was also really sweet. You can see Charlotte and the queen are sort of having a moment Moment. in that one. And it's just so cute. It really is so cute. But yeah, I would imagine that they're still going to be giving us some more never before seen photos of the prince and uh, throughout the upcoming weeks. And we're going to be here for it. Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) Well, Molly, thank you so much for running down all things Royals with me as always. Thank you, Christina. All right. For much more Royals, head on over to usmagazine.com. Keep commenting, keep subscribing, and we'll see you guys next week.